0: I've said for years, Kevin Durant is the thinnest-skinned superstar I have ever observed in any sport. You would think somebody as successful as he is wouldn't find the energy to respond to somebody that has 155 followers, but he continues to be in the comments, consume all of that negative energy, and then he puts himself in a position to respond where you hope that he will be big enough to not respond and ignore it. He hates when folks call him sensitive. He hates when folks call him sensitive because... Because he's when, sensitive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The only exception in any major sport is Kevin Durant. He's the world's most sensitive guy. I, I get it when he broke into the league. And Westbrook's better than you, dude. Harden's better than you. I get it. You're now the second-best player in the NBA for, like, eight years. Why is he so sensitive? It, It makes no sense, and you just said it. The guys won two championships, two MVPs in the finals. And instead of people thinking of him as the second best player in the league, he is officially the Masot. What's that? The most sensitive of all time. So he's the <laughs> Maso because he is that guy, Colin Katie. You need—he needs to get off social media. Right. Yeah. He needs to not read the papers. That's impossible. Right. I know he's a he's millennial, a right? He, he's addicted. He need, uh, he need to go zero six months. Zero dark six months. It's making him miserable. Crazy, yeah. And you have to know who you are. There are players that play for the Knicks, that play for the Jets and the Giants, that don't read the paper because they don't look at the back page because they know it'll mess with me. Can you imagine him in New York? Oh, Oh, I haven't thought about that. Look, if he goes there with a Kyrie or somebody else, he'll be okay because they'll be really good. KD? Not go to New York by yourself, because you're not gonna win a championship. You're not gonna probably won't even be Eastern Conference finalists if you go by yourself, and they will destroy you. They will kill you. So no, don't. You're right, Don't even think about going to New York if you can't handle it. Kevin Durant, come on down. Your worst nightmares come true. The Brooklyn Nets are paying you a shit ton of money. I don't understand why why anything else would matter at this point. You didn't go to the Knicks. Knicks fans are mad about that. I get it. They're two years away from being two years away from being two years away, and they just reset the clock on, guess what, being two years away. I feel for your Knicks fans. I really do. But, like, can we be honest with each other for a second and say that maybe the New York Knicks aren't the destination that they were at one point? Listen, I don't want to make anybody mad. I know Knicks fans are very passionate about their team, rightfully so. Uh, Please, you know, don't send me death threats or anything, but I'm saying maybe the Knicks ain't what they used to be. Dolan's kind of a dick tree. I mean, even you can admit that, that that the ownership kind of sucks a dick. And can we at least agree that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on the same team, regardless of where it is, is going to be pretty fascinating. I think it is. Durant's going to be out for an entire year rehabbing that Achilles injury. Um, It's going to be the Kyrie show. How's that going to run? They did get DeAndre Jordan as well. Uh, How much does he have in the tank? I don't know. But I just feel like once Kevin Durant comes back and he's back on the floor after Kyrie's been running the show for a year, he's not going to want to pass him the ball. And I, for one, cannot fucking wait for that day. You see the headlines now. Kyrie Irving does not want to pass ball after discussion with Kevin Durant about what the word government meant to him. The Brooklyn Nets, who, according to most accounts leading up to free agency, weren't on too many people's radar I mean, I think everybody kind of expected them to sign Kyrie Irving. The writing was on the wall there, but Kevin Durant coming with them is a bit of a surprise, to me at least. Actually, I was able to, to make some phone calls and pull some strings, and I actually have audio of the Brooklyn Nets GM drive into the facility that morning before he made his pitch to Kevin Durant. Again, this is exclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should make them say, "Oh oh, my God." And that they did, they spent all that shit. Almost all of it. I don't know literally anything about the salary cap. Uh, I don't think anybody does. The dudes from the Dunked On podcast, they seem to know salary cap stuff pretty well. So shout out to them. If you're into salary cap and numbers and understanding what the hell is going on there, they're your guys. I'm not your dude. Um, I don't even understand what Bird Rights means get the fuck out of here, which is unfortunate because there were a lot of like sign in trades going on. D'Angelo Russell was traded uh, to the Golden State Warriors for Andre Iguodala. There were there's some other pieces there, but that was a sign in trade. Um, I don't really understand. But the main story there is D'Angelo uh, Russell back on the West Coast with the Golden State Warriors. I don't know. I feel like that's a decent fit. We were hearing that he was probably going to end up maybe in Minnesota. Which, I don't know if that's really an attractive destination to anybody. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns more or less turned the corner after Jimmy Butler left town, but rumor is they're willing to just absolutely eat shit on Andrew Wiggins, trade him for nothing. And really, where do you go from there? If Cat's your guy, ah, I feel like that's going to be a rough path to a championship. In other sign-in trade news, Hassan Whiteside off to Portland for Mo Harkless and Myers Leonard. Of course, Woj was on that one as he's on everything. That was one of my favorite parts of the opening of free agency was KD announcing that he was going to be uh, taking his talent somewhere via the boardroom and to follow his boardroom business brand, whatever the fuck that means, uh, on Instagram and Twitter. And people bought it for a little bit. I know I started following and then Woj fucking bombed him as he tends to do an hour before he was set to make his announcement and said, ah, fuck your boardroom. You're going to the Nets and we all know it. So that was hilarious to me. Immediately unfollowed the boardroom as I'm sure many of you did. No offense, Kevin, but I don't give a shit. Anyway, Hassan Whiteside uh, going to Portland as, uh, as I said earlier. Uh, here's actually audio of his reaction on Instagram, uh, once he found out he was being traded to Portland. Oh, uh, we got shooters! We got shooters! They We got shooters! We got shooters! Let's go! I would say that's a, a fairly reasonable reaction. CJ Dame, I'd be pretty pretty excited to go there myself. So that's his reaction upon uh, finding out that he was traded to Portland. Uh, Good for him. Good to see dudes be happy at their trade destinations. Uh, Myers Leonard, oddly enough, did not uh, post a video of him rapping on Instagram. So uh, don't know what Myers is up to. I don't know. He looks like he's in a badminton. He's probably doing that. Or like brewing his own beer. Like, Myers Leonard IPA, he looks like that, dude. He's probably doing that. Speaking of Portland, uh, one guy in, one guy out. Seth Curry has reached an agreement with the Dallas Mavericks. Four years, $32 million. uh, Feels about right for him. A lot of people call him not Steph Curry, but Seth is good in his own right. I think if he had a different last name, he'd be a very good player. He still is with that last name, but, you know, his brother's fucking God, so what can you do about that, I bet you didn't know this about Seth Curry though, uh, his dad was Del Curry yeah, you've never heard that one before, and his mom uh, super hot if you watched the playoffs at all, you didn't know that because they didn't show them uh, in the crowd very much at all ESPN, they really shied away from showing uh, Del and Mama Curry in the stands they, they really seemed to not want to do it they didn't mention it Hardly at all either. So uh, I'm glad I could shed some light on some of these things uh, for you guys. So Seth, going to Dallas. Dallas, that's kind of a weird squad to me. The Euro squad. They got Luka, obviously, very promising. Rookie of the year. Uh, Chris Stapps, who knows what you're getting with him. They gave him a max extension. That kind of scares me given his, his injury history. He had, what, one and a half, two years of production in New York sat down, his his brother, or his family, and his management are kinda by all accounts a pain in the dick. So I don't know. That that's an interesting deal for me. We'll see how it plays out. Is that enough to get them over? Get them past, say, the first round of the playoffs? I don't know. Porzingis is gonna have to come back and, and put up some numbers, I think. There's a lot going on in free agency. I mean, there's almost more going on in the trade market. I don't know what you call the D'Angelo Russell deal. I suppose you could call that uh, free agency sign and trade because at the end of the day, it's it's D'Angelo Russell to Golden State, four years, $117 million max contract. I mean, not a bad deal for him. I I really wanted to see him sign with the Lakers just for the (laughs) storyline of him going back there after the Lakers basically wrote him off that would have been hysterical to me, but he's in Golden State, which it, making they're making moves. They they sort of feel lateral to a degree. Obviously, losing Kevin Durant is gonna gonna hurt. Doesn't matter who you are, losing a guy like that is gonna hurt. Clay's out for probably most of next season, if not all of next season. Steph's gonna be the guy. Uh, they traded Igudala who who kind of feels like a glue guy to that team. But he was saying some stuff on some podcasts and in the media after the season, too, that made you think that behind the scenes he wasn't too happy with the organization. So I kind of get him moving on. Maybe the writing was on the wall there. So they bring in D'Lo. They re-sign Clay to a max, which you kind of have to do. Five-year, $190 million, 15% trade kicker, which, again... Not a contract guy. I don't know what the fuck trade kicker means, but it sounds important. So good for you, Clay. Jimmy Butler, that's another kind of interesting side and trade situation. It's a four-team deal to get Jimmy Butler to the Miami Heat. Kind of a headache. Kind of a pain in the ass. I wish it was just... Jimmy Butler signs with the Heat, but nah, they got to be difficult about it because the NBA salary cap is the most convoluted thing in the universe. Uh, So the Heat completed a four-team trade that allows them to sign Jimmy Butler to a four-year, $142 million contract. The Heat are going to be sending Hassan Whiteside to the Blazers, Josh Richardson to the 76ers, and a protected 2023 first-round pick to the Clippers to secure the salary cap flexibility to complete the sign-and-trade deal with the 76ers. Holy shit, that's a mouthful. So there's four teams involved in this, obviously. I just listed them off. The Clippers, the 76ers, the Blazers, and the Heat. Blazers get white side in the deal. We discussed that earlier from Myers Leonard and Maurice Harkless. Harkless and his $11 million expiring contract are going to the Clippers, which are in an interesting situation because Harkless, I feel like, is a passable uh, forward. And we're still waiting to see if they're going to pay the board, man. Kawhi is taking his sweet time, and I love it. So the Clippers are, are going to go ahead and take on that deal. They have the money. There's pretty much isn't a second star on the market at this point, so why not put all your eggs in that Kawhi basket? They were a playoff team last year, so they're in a situation where they can kind of run it back if they want to. They re-signed Pat Bev uh, for three years, $40 million I think it is, which feels about right for him. There were rumors of him going to Chicago and Dallas and Oh, speaking of Chicago, holy shit, what are they doing? They don't care. They don't care at all. They're not even trying. Like, I get it. You think you got something with marketing and Wendell Carter Jr. And I don't know, man. Like, what are you waiting for? 2021, like, Giannis is going to allegedly hit the market. But I, I, I don't see that happening. He seems to enjoy Milwaukee. But then again, two years of losing could change the guy's mind. So anyway, back to this four-team four deal. Uh, Clippers, like I said, they still have the space to go after Kawhi. Uh, Harglis, pretty decent. They re-signed Patrick Beverly. Uh, and the Clippers, they already had Miami's 2021 first-round pick, which they got in the Tobias Harris deal. That pick was kind of passed around six different ways. Philly had it. They got it in the Tobias Harris deal. Bias, incidentally enough, ends up re signing with Philadelphia for the Max, which is kind of interesting to me because I, I don't know if he's a Max guy. They sort of revamped their roster a little bit, the 76ers. I actually reached out to somebody at the 76ers for a quote on the, kind of what they were looking to do uh, with their new front court. I mean, they signed Al Horford to, to a pretty substantial, over $100 million deal. They already have Embiid in place, they have Ben Simmons. So it's a little confusing to me what they're doing, so I reached out and I got a comment from them. I go hard in the motherfucking paint. All right, easy enough. Makes sense to me. So anyway, that's that's more or less the mechanics of the 14 deal. The Heat, again, are sending Whiteside to the Blazers and Richardson to the 76ers and a protected 2023 first-round pick to the Clippers so they can get the flexibility to work the sign and trade to swing Jimmy Butler from the 76ers. There's a lot of moving parts to this, but hey, here we are. So when all said and done, this is being recorded at 6.30 Eastern on uh, Monday, July the 1st. That's where we're at with free agency right now. Pretty much... All the top guys are gone with the exception of Kawhi Leonard who has been on record saying he's not taking meetings today, July the 1st. It's probably going to take him a couple of days to choose probably between the Raptors, the Lakers, and the Clippers. We'll see what happens there. Uh, I love it. It's super interesting that he's waiting a few days and letting people sweat about it because he seems like the type of guy that is not into that sort of thing. So the fact that he's making the entire city of L.A., Sweat it out for a bit. That's that's pretty cool to me. Definitely be discussing that on next week's episode. But while we wrap up our inaugural show here, just want to run through a quick list of all the free agent signings. Uh, we're not going to get in-depth with any of these. I just want to run through... Uh, well, I, shit, I might mention some of them. So uh, Jordan Bell to Minnesota, one year, 1. $1.6 Tim Frazier to Detroit, one year, $2 million. Uh There's a lot of people on here where... It, it's not really notable who they are, so apologies if I leave out your favorite role player on your favorite team. No disrespect to Edmund Sumner, but it is what it is. Enos Kanner ends up with Boston. Two-year, $10 million deal. That feels about right, I guess. I don't know what his market was with the shoulder injury and the, some complaints about him not really taking it serious. He missed a game because he like, ate too many fucking cheeseburgers. I don't know what to make of Enos Canner. Austin Rivers, back to the Rockets. Two-year, $4.3 million deal. Feels about right for him. Seth Curry, like we said, four-year, $32 million. Michael Carter-Williams, off to Orlando. A one-year deal, unknown salary there. Wayne Ellington to the Knicks. Two-year, $16 million deal. Now, the Knicks, uh, super interesting uh, what they did in free agency, which is basically sign a bunch of forwards and say, fuck it, we're trying it, uh, Giannis, in two years. They signed uh, Alfred Payton. Wayne Ellington, Reggie Bullock, Bobby Portis, Taj Gibson, a couple of former Bulls there, and Julius Randle, who's probably the best signing of the lot. Julius Randle's a three-year, $63 million deal. Taj Gibson, Bobby Portis, Reggie Bullock, Wayne Ellington, and Peyton, all two-year deals. So like I said earlier, they're they're taking the two-year clock and they're resetting the two-year clock from being two years away, which is the most Knicks fucking thing ever. Uh, Pat Bev, back to the Clippers, three years, $40 million. sounds right, love the fit, love Pat Bev. Robin Lopez joining his brother in Milwaukee. D'Angelo Russell ends up with the Warriors, like we said, four years, $117 million. Mike Muscala, the much maligned player in, uh, in Los Angeles, ends up with Oklahoma City. Uh, details of that deal are unknown. DeAndre Jordan, kind of the third piece, going to Brooklyn, $10 million a year. We don't really have too much in the way of terms on that yet, probably one two-year deal. Al Horford, like I said, four-year, $109 million deal. I guess the Sixers were the mystery team. People kind of stopped mentioning that once he signed and free agency opened. I mean, who gives a shit? Uh, Jimmy Butler ends up in Miami with that convoluted four-team deal. Just know that he's there. And in his yearbook uh, back in the day in, like, 2004, I think he answered as one thing he would never wear is a Miami Heat jersey. So welcome to Miami, Jimmy. George Hill. Back to Milwaukee, three years, twenty nine million dollar deal. Nerlens Noel back to Oklahoma City. Ner- Nerlens, Noel. Nerlens Noel. Hello, <laughs> I don't know who the hell named this. <laughs> Sound like a damn idiot. In terms of that deal unknown. I don't know what the market looks like for him. So you know, good for you. Tobias Harris back to the Seventy Sixers, five year, one hundred eighty million dollar max deal. I don't know. I'm not a big Tobias Harris guy. I watched a lot of him in Los Angeles and that feels like a lot, but Philly had to do something there. They also signed Mike Scott to a two year nine point eight million dollar deal. Keep him with the team. Rodney Hood stays in Portland two years sixteen million dollars. Thomas Bryant resigns with the Wizards. Three years twenty five million the Wizards. Ugh, what a what a shithouse that is. Rudderless ship. I feel so bad for that team. Brogdon leaves a uh, uh, Milwaukee, ends up with the Pacers on a four-year, eighty-five million dollars deal, which feels like the most Pacer signing ever. Like they're they're constantly signing these kind of second-tier, maybe mid-level free agents, and it, it unless they draft somebody, it, Paul George, it, it doesn't feel like they're getting over the top. They lost Bogdanovich to Utah, four-year, seventy-three million dollars deal. I, I can't get too upset at them for not matching that deal, not signing that deal. Jeremy Lamb. Ends up with Indiana from Charlotte. Again, he feels like a type of player. Three years, $31.5 million. That kind of belongs there. Mid-level guy. Uh, Ricky Rubio, that that was an interesting market. People weren't really sure where he was going to end up. Phoenix was kind of a popular destination, and he does end up there. Three years, $51 million. And the number kind of leads me to believe that the market might have been hotter for him than we realized because that feels like a lot. The Blazers end up losing Aminu to Orlando. Three years, $29 million. I feel like that's a good deal for Orlando. Trevor Reza, fucking cockroach. This guy will never go away. Two-year, $25 million deal to end up with Sacramento. Kyrie Irving, we already said it. Four years, $141 million. What does government mean to you? Actually, when Kyrie signed this deal, he actually posted this on Instagram, um, which, I don't know, listen to it for yourself. One, two, three. I'm coming home, coming home. Tell the world that I'm coming I mean, not terrible. I feel like he cut it at the end because he kind of lost his way, but hey, good for you. Uh, apparently Brooklyn is home. Welcome back home. I'm sure $141 million didn't hurt. Derek Rose, two-year $15 million deal with the Pistons. That was reported like two days ago. Not surprising. A decent fit. They were another playoff team last year that people kind of forget about with Blake Griffin putting him on his back and limping into the playoffs with the busted wheel. And I feel like we've said this Hundreds of times over the years. If Derrick Rose can return to form, how many times have we said it? Pistons could be a decent uh, team out in the Eastern Conference. Porzingis, five-year, $158 million deal to Dallas. Uh, We already discussed that. J.J. Redick, two-year, $26.5 million deal to end up in New Orleans. That's a really interesting deal. They lose Julius Randle. They sign J.J. Redick. Shooting to surround Zion with is probably a wise move. Uh, Brooke Lopez resigns with Milwaukee. Again, like I said, joining his brother for year, $52 million. There's quite a bit of money tied up in the Lopez brothers in Milwaukee, but whatever, they seem cool. Rudy Gay back to San Antonio, two years, $32 million, because of course Chris Middleton back to Milwaukee, five years, $178 million. He probably had a market. Uh, I felt like he might have signed somewhere out west, but Milwaukee ends up locking him up in a smart move. Scary Terry. Ends up taking Kemba's place in Charlotte, three years, $58 million. That's going to be a super interesting fit. Terry, you get to run the show again, man. We'll see how it goes. Enjoy Jordan because you know he's not giving anybody a fucking raise. That's why Kemba left. No luxury tax, Jordan? Come on, dude. Harrison Barnes to Sacramento, four years, $85 million and kind of a head-scratching deal. But if he's their guy, might as well keep him because that might end up being a cheap deal in two years. Kevin Durant, four years, $164 million. We already talked about that. Him and Kyrie, that's going to be fun. Vucevic, back to Orlando, four years, $100 million. Kemba Walker, four years, 141 million to Boston. Klay Thompson re-signs with Golden State, five years, $190 million. And Tyree Evans, banned from the NBA. And there you have it. Your first 24 hours of free agency. Not too shabby. It's been a wild ride. I, I cannot wait for the KD Kyrie experience. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I wish I had some sponsors to plug right here, but I don't. Uh, If you want a sponsor, get at me. Z as in Zulu at backdoorcutter.com. You can also get at me on Twitter at backdoorcutter, Instagram at backdoorcutterpodcast because for some reason it won't let me have the handle backdoorcutter. Yeah, pain in the ass. Or you can also find us on our website, obviously, backtoarcutter.com. Credit goes to Reddit, where I get most of my NBA news. We'll be back next week, hopefully with some Kawhi Leonard news. What was the most important determining factor to, to tell you, I got to leave this place behind me and, and move on to the next thing? Word up. Two for fives over here, baby. Word up. Two for fives. Niggas got garbage down the way. Word up. Cash, food, everything I think that, that's what it was moving on to the next thing um, you know just moving on to a whole new chapter in my in my basketball career um, you know I gave that city I gave that organization every single thing I could possibly give them And um, you know now you know it's about competing at the highest level um, which you know we all know Boston is doing that year in year out and, um, you know, I want to be a part of something you know really special as far as you no, know, being being able to compete at the highest level and, you know, um, give myself the best opportunity um, to make, you know, a run in the playoffs.